to Very Amusing, your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and I'm recording this a few days before it goes live, and I'm already having one heck of a weekend. Uh, Last night... I went to a very special Stony Clover Lane party. Um, I'm sure by now, honestly, the way their stuff moves, it's probably all sold out. So I probably shouldn't even talk about it. Uh, but in the event, it is not. They have a special Star Wars Grogu Baby Yoda launch happening. And I got to see the merchandise in real life. And it was glorious. I truly don't know if it's socially acceptable to wear a Baby Yoda fanny pack everywhere in Los Angeles, but I'm about to because I'm most definitely wearing it to a Dodgers game that I'm going to in an hour. Um, I also don't know. I never go to baseball games. There's so much going on that's not exactly theme park related, but still I'll tell you about it because that's what this part of the episode is for. Uh, I'm going to a Dodgers game and I know they have Dole Whip and I'm kind of debating like is, I don't know about everyone listening, but I always feel like I'm, I'm cheating. <laughs> I get Dole Whip somewhere that isn't at a Disney park. It feels like, I don't know, like I'm buying those uh, kind of off-brand souvenirs at the at the grocery store, like at the Target down the road from the park. It just feels a little like, oh man, like I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not living the real Disney life. I'm just getting it underground. So TBD, but I will eat something out of a plastic hat. Mark my words, whether it is nachos or I don't think they sell one big enough to fill with popcorn. Uh, and maybe it'll be Dole Whip. Only time will tell. But regardless, I am getting some of that. Speaking of Dole Whip and frozen things, something I haven't talked about online enough. This Again, this is just updates for me, some housekeeping, is that Terminal C is opening at uh, the Orlando International Airport, which is if you're flying to Walt Disney World or Universal Orlando Resort, you're flying through there. They're adding a whole new terminal and it's apparently beautiful. It's like fancy and new and not like that carpet that we all love, but really you just like sit on it and you hope that you're taking an airline that is the one that has the Starbucks and the cross and the Nathans and not the one that only has the little like random smoothie place. Um, They have a whole new terminal and there's a wine bar George in it. So I am not a JetBlue customer, but I may have to be to fly through there. I don't know who else flies through there, but we're going to find out. I have no airline loyalty. So uh, there's a good chance I may end up in that terminal next week if my plans stick because there is supposedly a hurricane or hurricane-like weather heading towards the Orlando area. So by the time you listen to this, I will probably know my Walt Disney World vacation fate, but oh boy, I hope I hope I still get to go. I hope I still get to go. As for this episode, as, as you've seen in the title, we are talking to Bobby Moynihan. Oh my gosh, I've wanted to get Bobby on the show for so long, and now we have officially added him to the roster of Hidden Mickeys. There's so much fun stuff in here. I'm not going to keep you any further with my... Grogu and Dole Whip exploits, but stick around. This one is so much fun and it was so great to talk to. Ah, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I am delighted that this week we have Bobby Moynihan, the talented voice actor, comedian, collector, and puppetry enthusiast. I was beyond thrilled to chit-chat with Bobby, not just because our earlier hidden Mickey, Taryn Killam, told me I simply had to, and not just because he starred in DuckTales and The Secret Life of Pets and Alice's Wonderland Bakery and Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge and Star Wars Resistance and Clone Wars, and that's not even including his illustrious career on Saturday Night Live. But 
Because he is a huge fan of these properties and places, just like us. Specifically, Star Wars and our wheelhouse here on Very Amusing, The Muppets. I saw Bobby host a live Muppets show at the Hollywood Bowl back in 2017 in Los Angeles, which sounds like a thousand years ago, I know, but it was so unfathomably good, it has stuck with me forever, which we will discuss in this episode. But this dude fully knows the Muppets, and his journey of getting there to know them firsthand couldn't be sweeter or funnier or have some delicious details behind it. It was really such a pleasure to talk to someone who is so passionate about fandom and being a collector and truly loving Star Wars and wiggling their way into many facets of the franchise. Also, an aside, we both showed up wearing Bugs Bunny shirts, which feels uh, perfectly on brand. It is not Disney. It is not straight up, you know, like a, like a universal property like the Minions that we talked about a bit, but just adjacent to that, just both showed up in Bugs Bunny t-shirts. There are plenty of surprises like that in this episode, including that I did not know the treasure trove I would soon see within his garage. Stick around for that at the very end of the episode. Uh, If you hear some noise in the background at that point, that's why, because we're in his garage. But A few small things of note up top. There is a spoiler for The Force Awakens, the Star Wars film. But like, come on, if you don't, if you haven't seen that movie yet, I feel like we could openly talk about a dramatic thing that happens in it. So I I don't think that's an issue, but I just want to let you know from the top. Uh, In this episode, I say I like blue shrimp and I stand behind it. All other blue food remains dirt to me. That is only blue shrimp I am a fan of. Everything else is garbage. And there is also a point near the end where Bobby references a Jabba the Hutt figurine he has. And he says something like, it's that big. And obviously that doesn't translate on audio, but his arms are fully outstretched. Uh, Just FYI. I hope you enjoy this episode so much and I'll let Bobby take it from here. Welcome to Very Amusing. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. What a wonderful intro. Oh, and listen, anytime you want someone to be pitched up here for you, I'm around to do it. I appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to need that a great deal. Just morning, noon, or night. I got you. Thank uh, you. I am so excited to have you here because I we've spoken to so many Disney fans, but I don't think anyone else is as prolifically involved in Disney properties as you are. You are in everything. <laughs> I wish I was in more, but yeah, that, it's nice to be in a few. It's unbelievable. Like I, I was looking at your IMDb and I'm like, cool, cool, cool. No one worked harder in 2021. Like truly, <laughs> truly no one. <laughs> you, you might be right. Well, I'm sure someone did. I don't know. I don't know. No one's scrolling as long, though, Bobby. No one's scrolling. (laughs) Now, we are going to get into your Star Wars fandom and all of that, but I realized I don't know much about your experience with Disney parks. Did you grow up going to Disneyland or Disney World? No, not at all. I I I I didn't go at all. Uh, I grew up in New York, and I I very I was not a traveler in in any way, shape, or form. My family like didn't go on vacations. Oh, we, no. like, it was just like something we did. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we just that was not something the Moynihan's did. So like uh, I, I went once I went to Florida once when I was a kid, like and I got near Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> but that was with family friends. That wasn't even with my family. Um, <laughs> you can only uh, taste it. You never made it there. <laughs> yeah, I saw it like I knew I knew it was there. Um, but uh, but no, I, but but I moved to California 
four years ago, five years ago. And now I've been there like 30, 40 times. <laughs> is there a certain part of the park you like more? Is there something you're always frequenting when you're there? God, I was I, I'm mixing up my I was about to say the secret life of pets ride. We go every week, uh, but that's universal. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but we uh, do. Listen, I, I also love that ride and I love universal because I'll tell you, there's no traffic when you're going there. No, none. We live five minutes away. We hop on. We go on the Secret Life of Pets ride and then we go home. Because I know you were involved in one of the films. Are you on the ride? Uh, I'm in both the movies and I'm on the ride. Yeah, you're on. The, I didn't think I, I don't think I knew you were on the ride. Yeah. Like uh, when when you're first going into the ride, uh, my character Mel is there telling you not to do it, that you're going to die. And then like throughout the Secret Life of Pets ride, because they're animatronics, their mouths don't move, but it's me going like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like panting like a dog and or screaming or eating hot dogs. Like there's one where the it pops out of a hot dog machine. Like, yeah. and it's, it's all my voice just making horrible eating sounds. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, so in the ride, you're not actually really saying words. You're just panting. The, true. There is one. There's one in like the fireworks section, like the yeah. section where all the fireworks are going off, where Mel and Buddy the dog, which is Hannibal Burris, are on like a spinning fireworks wheel. And you hear me going like, ah, 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 like, and that it the, the, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's just all day long somewhere in California is just my tortured voice screaming all day long. I feel bad for these people. <laughs> wow. So so all the time you get to go kind of see yourself in a ride. Yeah, it's nuts. It's 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 crazy. It's absolutely insane. Oh, the dream. <laughs> I, the dream I was true. I was on it a couple days ago. And as I was like going in the in the ride, I hear my voice saying like, you're going to die. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> This is nuts. It's this just is you from the future. Well, yeah, and my daughter's five now, so she's like, "What? What is that? Why? Why are you screaming at me through the microphone?" Just trauma from every yeah, angle. Exactly. <laughs> so, are are you now kind of more of a Universal Parks fan than Disney because you're rooted in them? Um, no, I. Well, I don't know. I'm. I, I just. I enjoy walking around aimlessly, being entertained. <laughs> That's it. That's plain and yes. simple. I just like to not think and have someone else do it for me. Yep. And uh, I, that's why I enjoy Disney. Yeah, I'm on like a bunch of Disney cartoons. So like I've been lucky enough to go a bunch of times. They'll be like, hey, come down and, uh, you know, sign these autographs for DuckTales. And then I just stay at Disney all day. And it's uh, it's it's a blast. I I, I love going Um, when we go to Disney right now. It's it's. The last couple times we went, it was all about uh, meeting the princesses because of our daughter. What princess stage are we in? Is there one specific one she's into? Well, at that time, no, she just loved Disney. I think she just loved meeting fancy people. I don't even necessarily know if it was like had <laughs> anyone in a gown works. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who is is someone is pointing a camera at my daughter wants to meet for some reason. Um, that would be good for a Hollywood child. <laughs> now, right, her birthday is tomorrow, and literally all she talks about is the Oogie Boogie Bash. Like she just that she's very into. Right now, she went from princesses to like straight up uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. Whoa, hard pivot to like truly a dancing sack of maggots. Well, she yeah she uh she 
she's always loved them, but always had room room for the princesses too. But Oogie Boogie has always been her favorite. I don't know why. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're going to be spending a lot of Halloween time at at Disneyland. Very much so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have yeah, very much so. She loves spooky nonsense. <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, there's not much that could top being in an attraction, but what is the coolest theme park experience you've had to date? Um, being, uh, well, I feel like t I've had two weird, th I'm just realizing it, uh, the, the day they opened Galaxy's Edge, like going there. And then I realized I went there before it opened and got to like walk the park before it was open to the public. And that was absolutely insane. Um, and, uh, yeah, that going that day and just, just being able to spend the day in, in, in Galaxy's Edge with like 20 people there was nuts. But then I ended up getting to go. Uh, I got to, I had to shoot something for Disney Plus. It was I'm, a, I'm in a video game called Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. And, yeah. The VR and I, game. Yeah. Uh, for Oculus, for MetaQuest. And uh, I I played the Cecil Slack, the bartender. And uh, we were shooting something for that. So I got to I got to go to Disney. But I got there at like one o'clock in the morning and we shot uh, out side inside uh galaxy's edge and inside the falcon uh uh until like seven o'clock in the morning so i just got to be in an empty galaxy's edge it was nuts it was it was it was really crazy and to just walk around and see all the little stuff and have people there to tell you what every little thing and how it was made it was it was really cool that that was being there when it was closed felt insane also being there for the moment in the morning where they turn on the ambient sound so it was like completely silent and then all of a sudden it was like there was a sound of crowds and people laughing and it's just like oh they pump in atmosphere here at disney it's amazing. I can't believe it was like zero to a thousand. <laughs> yes. Well, it was it was dead silent. And then all of a sudden it sounded like the park was full and there were happy people everywhere. And I was just like, oh, this is nuts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Being at the park between those hours is a rare thing that almost no one gets to do. Yeah, it was it was super, super crazy. And I was busy. It was the same night that they were shooting. uh the Muppets at the Haunted Mansion. And I know a couple of those guys. So I almost I was like, oh, I want to go over there and see them. But like I didn't I didn't get to make it over there because we were working. But yeah, it was it was nuts. It was a weird like, night. How do you not feel like King Disney when you're in an abandoned theme park <laughs> and you know every single person who's there? It, it was nuts. It was not. Yeah. Being in an alone in Disney and knowing that Gonzo is there also is pretty great. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. <laughs> um, when when we had Taryn on the podcast, he mentioned about I'm not familiar. How, oh, uh, is this guy Taryn? He's like kind of. He's like almost as funny as you, but mm. just around there. Uh, he Good was talking. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing pretty well for himself. Um, he was talking about how you're really good at, be, at just being like a friend to people and kind of just like meeting people and staying in touch with them and was just listing off like all of the experiences that you brought him into. And it sounds like you've just befriended everyone who touches the Muppets. <laughs> um, I loved the Muppets. I still do. I I. I remember being upstairs at SNL and looking out the window and looking downstairs from Lauren's office and it was the Christmas tree lighting and seeing all the Muppets like setting up 
And I just ran. I physically, <laughs> I just, my body, like I physically, my body ran downstairs before my brain knew what was going on. And uh, I've I've been friends with them ever since. They they're all super nice guys. Uh, I met Dave Goals, who who played Gonzo and still does. And like, I ran up to him. I was like, Mister Goals. He's like, you know who I am. I was like, you're my. I was like, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> And oh now my we have God. Yeah. Well, I, I do need to tell you that one of the main reasons I had to have you on the podcast is because I experienced one of the best nights of my life because of you. And that was the Muppets Take the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, yay. Oh, that's so awesome. It yeah, was. That was the best. I, I don't know why they don't do it weekly. I don't know why it's not happening all the time. But it was I talk about it like it's like it's it's something I imagined like it never actually happened. It was a really, really special, wonderful thing. I can't believe that they had never done a live show, number one, because they because at that like up until recently, they they were like, we don't we're not we can't be seen. And then they decided to do it. And it was it was that was like one of the I, one of the best weekends of my life. And then I got to go do it with them in England at the O2. And like that was even crazier. And then we were going to I think it was Broadway next. It was the Muppets take Broadway and then pandemic happened. Oh, God, of the things we've lost during the pandemic, that is heartbreaking to know that a, a Muppets Broadway show could have been. Uh, yeah, I, I was hoping. I was wishing. Oh, God. I, how did you first find out that it was this possibility that you because you were essentially the host, right? Because you were the the main dude. Yeah, it was the craziest thing. I got a phone call saying, hey, we're doing a live Muppet show. Would you want to come with us and host it? And I I had just had a baby and like 10 days before. And I was like, yes. And like, <laughs> and I have I have pictures of my daughter on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. She's like a peanut. She's like 13 days old. Like I, I, I was like, yeah, it was I, looking back now is a dumb thing to do. But like, I'm so happy I didn't. I'm so happy it didn't dawn on me not to do it. Because it was, yeah, I hosted the Muppet Show six times, <laughs> and one it was the greatest. It was like, it's it's the best. It, it's 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 absolutely insane. Uh, so there uh, there are moments. There are literally moments that happen like once a month, where every once in a while I'll just stop, and I get a flash of just standing there with all the Muppets and Paul Williams singing uh, Rainbow Connection, and I just go like, <laughs> what? It, it happened. It was it real. Happened. <laughs> yeah, it's super bizarre. What were the rehearsals like? The greatest. I mean, like I I've known those guys now for a couple years. So like like Bill Beretta and 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 Dave Goals and every, everybody, all of them and they they were all so wonderful and it's the best. I mean, like the best part is rehearsing with them because that's when you get to improvise with the Muppets and and mess around and it, that's the funnest part. <laughs> I can't believe you did this on no sleep. Oh, I didn't sleep for 10 years because of SNL. And then, yeah. And oh, then, yeah, that's right. You yeah. were primed. You were primed for a last minute starring role after having a newborn. I only just started sleeping after like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> you were broken in. Yeah. But um, no, that was like, that was, that was the, that had so many, so many moments in that, in that whole Muppets thing of just like, oh my goodness, like driving in a bus across the London Bridge with all the Muppets and going like, I'm in a Muppet movie. Like, I'm in a Muppet movie right now. <laughs> yeah, like you landed the role of a lifetime. Yeah, it was the craziest, the craziest thing in the world. I was just supposed to, yeah, well, I was just about to say, yeah, it was oh, great. <laughs> what, wait, what, what, I keep what? forgetting, like, I keep talking about things that haven't come out yet, and I keep forgetting. Well, I can, it's... <laughs> 
It, I was supposed to shoot something with the Muppets uh, uh, like two weeks ago and I couldn't do it. And I was like devastated, like just like my schedule. But hopefully I think it's coming around again. I think. OK, I'll go back good. Oh, God, I love them so much. We got to get into Star Wars because there's a lot to discuss here. And you, from what I understand, I assume you've been a lifelong fan. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've loved it my whole life. I, I remember like I, I started with the Kenner figures, like when I was a kid, like buying the action figures, and that was a huge deal for me. Was like getting a new one of those and building that world out. Yeah, no, I've, I, I've always enjoyed it, and now I get to be in it sometimes. It's I, the best. Your whole <laughs> life is like I love this, and now I wind up as an integral part of it. <laughs> I didn't know any better. No one tells you what to do at SNL, and so I got it, and then went like, uh, I think I'm just going to try and get jobs with everything I love, and that worked. <laughs> it truly like couldn't have worked better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that Taryn mentioned that you guys were pitching Star Wars sketches like once a month. There was we yes, it was like we we pitched that kind of stuff and then like it went away because it never got on. And then once uh, the new movies came out, like it was like for one season, we got on a lot like we got on one Star Wars thing and it did really well online. And then we did the Matt, the radar technician. And then it was like you could do your nerdy Star Wars things every <laughs> once in a while. And like we had a, we had one glorious year of fun where we got to do our nerd shit. Are there any that you really wanted to happen and they never came together? Oh, uh, I mean, millions every week. Um, we yeah, uh, I wrote. Well, we wrote a I had an idea when when Adam Driver was there and I'm glad we didn't do this one because we did the Matt, the radar technician one instead. And that was just the best. We wrote a scene where me and Taryn were stormtroopers and we were mopping up the floor and we were just done. We were talking about how we were done for the day and we were going to bed. And then we said, what's that? And we looked up and a body came and fell and exploded when it hit the ground and it was supposed to be Han Solo. And we were like, oh man, we just cleaned this. We just cleaned this. And then it was Adam Driver coming down and being like, I'm so sorry. And we're like, no, dude, you're cleaning this up. We are we just finished like we are off work. You have to. And it was terrible. And I'm really glad that one didn't make it on. Um, <laughs> we were, I mean, there were so many Star Wars like stuff like that. That was we it just like every pitch meeting. People were like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> uh, when Rogue One came out, I know we tried to do like porkins like we tried to do like the porkins story like a really minor character um we tried to do a bunch of weird stuff but we got some <laughs> stuff on there I you did be, and we're, we're so thankful for it i have to dress up chris pratt as princess leia a couple weird things <laughs> so many dreams coming true <laughs> that's all it was that year was like fantasy like what kind of costume do i want the, these poor people to make me i mean it worked out <laughs> yeah um, so if I have this right, you've been in Star Wars Visions, Star Wars Resistance, Clone Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, and Bad Batch. What is left? And Rebels. And Rebels. Right? Is Are, are you going to like... Are Clone Wars or Rebels? No, Clone Wars, not Rebels. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, if yes, you can't right. even keep track of it, that just proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. It's all. Yeah, it's I, I, I. Yeah, my dream is to someday uh, be an animated alien or I mean, live action alien at some point to some sort of creature or something. I feel 
like if anyone can accomplish that, it's you. I want. Yeah, I, that's why I keep saying it. Hopefully it'll get out there someday. Someday. I'm in no rush. It's all been so wonderful. <laughs> I'm so psyched. Are you but, watching? Yeah, it? I would. I would much rather be an alien than a human. And I would like to be some weird creature. Is there any way you envision this specifically? I mean, my dream would to would be just to have Orca from Star Wars Resistance in live action. That would be my dream because I love that character. Are you also watching the new shows on Disney Plus being like, oh, oh wait, yeah. there's a lot of comedians in here. <laughs> like, wonder, <laughs> wonder when my call will come. <laughs> yeah, I definitely auditioned for Kumail Nanjiani's part. And did, <laughs> I get it. Um, <laughs> Kumail. <laughs> oh, he was amazing. He's the greatest. He should get everything. He's great. But I still I want I want you to be a live action alien. I want it to happen. Yeah, I don't want to be as a, 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 a non Jedi. In it, <laughs> yeah, yes. like oh, so yeah. I was just I just sh Kumail shamed him as being a non Jedi and in, in but we loved it. He did great. Yeah, he was. Fantastic. We're fans of Kumail here. I love him. We did Brother Nature together, and I've just known him for years. He's a wonderful dude. Uh, in terms of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the theme park land, what is this like for you as a Star Wars fan? Do you love it? Do you wish it was Tatooine? Do you have favorite places there? Talk to me. Um, I enjoy I mean, like I in any place that a bunch of really smart and fun, creative people built by hand <laughs> uh, for for the enjoyment of children and adults alike is a place I like to go to. Um, I, I love it. I love the atmosphere. I love like just being around it and that like, yeah, it's like to fully immerse yourself. Sure. Like I would I can't wait to go to that. Uh, I am I the one I'm the one who really wants to go to the Star Cru the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel and spend the weekend and just go like, yeah, that's what I wanted to do for two days is not think and be in a weird Star Wars hotel. Like that's I, I can't wait to go there. I can't believe neither you or Taryn has gone yet. Me neither. Me neither. It's like it's open. It's waiting for you. Yeah. Taryn's, I think, like in Romania or Slovakia right now. Taryn's busy. We, we're we made we're making plans to go. We just haven't been able to go yet. Yeah. He's very far away right now. Yeah. Um, do you know what costume you might wear? What character you might play? See, that's funny because that's I'm not hugely into that side of it. I'm I am like, I can't wait to go. I'm wearing my Bugs Bunny T-shirt. I'll see you there. <laughs> like there's no part of me that wants to get dressed up at all i don't know why I, maybe it's because i wear costumes for a living but i'm like i'll go and i'll and i'll play around and i'll play your star wars game and i'll pretend i'm in star wars but please don't make me put on a triple extra large tunic that i have to buy <laughs> you're gonna be bullied into a tunic dude <laughs> once you're there because it is so it is you know they lean so heavy on immersion that yeah yeah i, I feel like i'm especially with taryn taryn will give me the most for it. Uh, oh, yeah. There will be um, an outfit laid out on your little bunk bed when you get there. Then, then uh, th that I'll be fine with. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my daughter to think it's real and I want to uh, eat weird Star Wars food. The food is good. I heard that. I heard the food is good. Yeah, the food is really good. Um, I hope they keep it around, but they have this like wackadoo blue shrimp, which is really fun to eat because it's just shrimp. It's just like a really good piece of shrimp, but it's it's blue and they serve it on dry ice, so it feels very fun. <laughs> Isn't there some sort of like $5,000? What's so, that whole thing about? Yes, yeah. that is on the new Disney cruise ship, which I just got off of two weeks ago. They oh, have like, yes. How they have a that? very small Star Wars bar. The ship is great. The ship is so nice. Um, it's a lot of fun. They have this really small kind of in the same theming as the one in the park, like a little bar where they have this. A commercial for, for the actual hotel. Yes. Yeah. It's like a ridiculous $5,000 drink, which gives you 
uh, three different shots. One is like a really high end gin. One is Pappy's. One is uh, something else. I'm forgetting off the top of my head. And it comes in that. Oh, I forget the name of it. The safe that like white. The- Camtono, not Cam- that I know, not that I, I know mean, the answer to that, but yeah. See, why would I have to remember anything when I got an expert here? <laughs> so it comes with like I've like I just wrote about this. But well, you don't get to keep the thing. You don't get to keep what it no. comes in. That's and when I was I was looking around and they used to. Oh, I didn't. I'm just gonna get fired from Disney because I'm like that sucks. I want to keep my thing. <laughs> well, I think Disney used to sell that exact Camtono safe for like forty bucks. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, but the big thing is like it's five thousand dollars. It comes with a they decorate your room. There's like a little bit of other special stuff, but then you get an invitation to Skywalker Ranch. That's the that's the rub right there. Yeah, so I think that's uh, and also you know Disney's profits increased steadily from people buying five thousand dollar drinks. So. Yeah. There is that. But yeah, the drinks on board Star Cruiser, the hotel are really good. Uh, that's that's good to hear. Uh, I've all, like Star Wars food. I'm excited about Star Wars drinks worry me because I'm not a big drinker. So I always feel like it's just a lot of sugar and alcohol. And like I, the second I eat it, I'm dead. <laughs> Drink it. I mean, it's really me. My instinct is to go, well, I don't think so. And then I think of that that glass of like room temperature blue milk and August Cantina <laughs> with the cookie on top. And I'm like, you know what? You got a point. Um, but what I will say is that the bar on the Disney Wish, which I liked, some of my colleagues were kind of so-so about it. They are the only one that's actually mixing drinks in person. Unlike the other ones are pre-batched. So you kind of, you get what you get and it's real sugary. But the one on the cruise is weirdly the only one where they're actually pouring things into cups. So you can modify things. There you go. For when you are Um, forced on a Disney cruise to go to the the small Star Wars bar. Have you been to the hotel? I have. I went to the first sailing, as you might call it. Ah, yes. Congrats. How was that? Did you have fun? It was great. I'm not a core Star Wars fan. I'm more of like a Disney Parks person. But I thought they did an exceptional job. And it, I mean, you really, you don't feel as loopy as you think you would from being in a fake ship on land in Florida (laughs) for two days. Like, I thought that I'd be like, get me out of here. But it was, it was fun. And I actually loved the rooms because... My room had, uh, I believe it's a queen bed and then bunk beds. And I slept in the bunk bed and slept great. And it was very fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And you have like a portal out to space. You can just be in the top bunk, just like looking out the window. I like that. I like fake space. Yeah. If you can call top bunk, (laughs) call top bunk. Don't let Taryn have it. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got it. I'm it. the older brother in that situation. And yeah. I don't think that's true at all, but I, I have decided that. <laughs> Claim it. Also, a, a little tip. Um, they limit merchandise based on room, not person. So you might want to get to the store first. I bought half the stuff already on eBay. So. Oh, you did? <laughs> Probably. What's your favorite of the stuff you bought? I, I got the lightsaber hilt just because I have all those. Like, the I love the, the, the legacy ones that they, so. And I'm a bad, I have a terrible collecting problem. Yeah, I do hear that you collect a lot of Star Wars stuff. Um, a lot of stuff, not just Star Wars stuff, just stuff. I oh, stuff not. <laughs> oh, what other what other categories are we getting into? Uh, how long do you have? No, um, I ha- I I like the show Lost. I have like a lot of props from the TV show Lost. I, I just anything I like. I just and my my, my garage is filled with full size Muppets. It's it's a long. It's a long day at the moment. Wait, wait, house. okay. So many questions. First of all, <laughs> uh, lost memorabilia. Do you just have like a piece of a plane? What are we talking about? I have a giant piece of the plane signed by Jack Bender, the di- like the director. Who, wait, that's who, not who a joke. It. 
No, no, I have a lot of weird stuff from. I, this is not a joke at all. I'm not kidding at all. At all, I own the fish biscuit machine, the giant fish biscuit machine where they the, how they fed the polar bears in season whatever where they they press the button and the biscuits came out. That's uh, in my house. I have a problem. Are we talking like prime time in your house or like in a basement? Like well, a actually, separate? to be extremely honest with you, it was in my living room for <laughs> a year and nine months. And then I didn't know because I, I didn't know what to do with it. And now it's in a storage unit in New York and I'm having it moved out to California this month. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I need to be near my fish biscuit machine. Well, no, I just need to I just need to stop paying the bill in New York. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, OK, uh. Problems. <laughs> to, to go back, you have you you have a Muppet? What's going on there? I have a bunch. Have a... a bunch of Muppets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a bunch. Like a yeah, like a I don't cast know of a show or like three? No, I I there I met a, a lot of people who make these things. Like one of the guys who worked on SNL was named Bob Flanagan. He used to work with the Muppets. He he worked with Jim Henson when they originally were on SNL, like in the first couple seasons, and he just stayed at SNL instead. And he would make, you know, he was kind of the guy that made all of the puppets and stuff for SNL. And then I, that's how it started. One day he like asked me for tickets. He was like, hey, if you ever get tickets, could you throw them my way? And I gave him a bunch of tickets and I was like, any chance you could make me a, a Muppet? And they made <laughs> he made a Muppet of Drunk Uncle for me. And then no. And I went like, oh, my God. And then he made a Gonzo. And then like I just started yeah then i just started finding people who were like i'm like what do you do and they're like i make puppets and i'm like do you want to come to snl and they're like sure and i was like make me a, a grover and like <laughs> yeah because i'm an adult male with priorities I love so now like, i have a lot of weird muppets there's like a black market exchange of tickets to the show just to like amass as many puppets as possible oh i guarantee you in the history of saturday night live i am i lead the pack by doing the weirdest things with my tickets easily by changing in tickets for the weirdest things possible. Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with FrameBridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to custom frame any photo, park map, or even cocktail napkin from a theme park hotel bar in just minutes. You can mock up exactly what it'll look like on their website before you even spend a dime. Things ship fast and they ship for free, and their colorful custom framing means they'll not only help you plan your gallery wall, but make sure your place looks cooler than the interiors of that mid-century modern home within Spaceship Earth. I love the mementos I framed with FrameBridge so much that I rearranged my entire office so I can enjoy them daily. This is not a bit. This is this is true life. They're the backdrop to my podcast Zoom interviews, my Instagram stories, 
And even the goofy photos we take of Pearl tip-tapping away at my keyboard like she's a miniature employee. Too often, our favorite memories of a vacation are tucked inside our phone or shoved within a drawer. And it thrills me to no end that because of Framebridge, I can finally be surrounded by my memories. Framebridge makes custom framing easy, affordable, and enjoyable. And on top of that, their happiness guarantee ensures that no matter what, you'll wind up with something you love. To get started, head to framebridge.com, because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. displayed like if you go in the garage at night is it terrifying because there's little eyes staring at you yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 100 it's like a real life haunted mansion yeah or how it's a fun house it's a weird 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 place i have a secret door behind a bookshelf in my house where i keep everything (laughs) wait are you serious yeah very very wait so if okay so if someone was over they open the secret door what's the first thing they see Right now, because I'm Gonzo. <laughs> Just Gonzo. And R2-D2. You have an R2-D2? I have an R2-D2 and an R5. <laughs> okay, so yeah. because you're as into this as all of us are, because are, you, instead of having toys, which I, I know I believe you collect a lot of toys, or action figures, as you might, but are you, like, instead of playing with action figures, are you playing with, like, full-size Gonzo and R2-D2? Well, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was right around the time my daughter was born. So, like, I think I think there was part of me in my brain that was like, 
oh, this is for her. This will entertain her. This isn't what I've always wanted my entire life. And uh, to be honest, like she loved it. She loved it. But now now we take her to like a store and she's like, this sucks. This isn't as cool as our garage. Like because <laughs> like we have all the Muppets in our garage. I, I still I can't get a, I, I'll show have, you. I'll show you in a minute. I'm going to have to see a photo of this. This is <laughs> yeah, unfathomable. No I'm out here being like, wow, you saw the Muppets for a few nights. And you're like, you have no idea what's in my house. Well, I mean, like I, I have a very distinct memory of being a child and going to the Galleria Mall in Westchester for, at Christmas time. And like the Christmas display was like this giant Christmas tree with a bunch of animatronic like Muppets. Like it was like, and it was gore and it was like gorgeous and it was huge. It was like three stories tall. And I would go there just to like stare at the tree. Cause I was like, the Muppets are here. Like, I'm like, I didn't get it as a kid. And I thought they were beautiful. And I think I weirdly enough, I just think it stuck with me. I've, I don't know why I've just always loved them. I was, uh, you know, I went to Yukon, like the only school in America with a puppetry department. And that was like one of the main reasons why I went, because like I just wanted to take puppetry classes and like be around. I've just always found it fascinating because I'm so cool. Well, to me and to people listening to this, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. The fact that you <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, mean, uh, I, I, I get it. I, I, I do it. I, I love that. I've always loved that world. It's a weird dying art. And oh, I love my it. God. Oh, so in terms <laughs> of collectibles, what is your holy grail? What's the thing you're still trying to get that you haven't gotten yet? That's rough because like I, I've been a collect like I have to keep finding new ones because like it, it, it's kind of like I think that's what happened is like I collected a lot of stuff and then all of a sudden like I became a collector and I didn't realize it. And then it became like, oh, no, I'm an adult collector. I have to like ensure these things because now. I have I was just telling literally we're going through the process of of doing like my office in this room. And now I'm at the point where like I'm selling some stuff because I have so much stuff that I loved collecting that like I have to get rid of some of it uh, to make room for the really, really good stuff. But um, yeah, I had to like I have to like somebody has come to my house and cataloged it all so that when I eventually go, this will all mean something because uh, it, it I've been doing it my whole life. <laughs> Oh my God. Is there yeah. anything else in your collection that Disney fans would freak out over? I mean, probably they're like, I have like a, it's just like, I was on Saturday Night Live for 10 years and like a, that led to a bunch of other jobs that led to a bunch of crazy. And like now I have it all in my house. Like I, I have a full size working R2D2 in my house signed by Daisy Ridley, uh, John Boyega, JJ Abrams, and Adam Driver because. Uh, I built one when I quit smoking out of wood and then brought it to SNL <laughs> and they used it for SNL sketches and then they were all there. So they all signed it and then they were and then I took it home like <laughs> like so I have that like I have a lot of like 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 stuff like that, like Disney wise, like my favorite thing, my personal favorite thing is uh, I have the maquette. So when the animators are, yeah, when the animators are designing a character, they make these like sculptures called maquettes so they can see it from every angle. And I have like the one, like they, they gave me the maquette from uh, uh, Monsters University of Chet, my character. From, so like this thing that Pixar made and it's beautiful. And like, I look at it all the time and I go, oh my God, like I love that thing. And like, it's like, it's not, no one else has this. And, and 
It's just this thing that exists. And like you go to Pixar and they have them on display. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, that's that's the coolest. I, I, I have don't that. Do, I have one in my do house. Do they like, usually <laughs> give those to talent? I don't know. I, I was I was super um uh uh into it and so i think maybe they might i i, I found it amazing so they, they gave me one yeah they gave me oh my head god of you have so maybe like, you just have like a gifty spirit about you uh i have a lot of weird yeah a lot of weird i'm trying to think now like disney wise if there's anything there i have a lot of like you know like custom like when they made the ducktales figures like a lot of like people made custom ducktales figures and i have like a lot of those like i love those cuz like they just make me happy that people made like a della figure because they didn't make one with the series so like someone made me like a della figure in the packaging with the other ones and like Aww. it's like a lot of stuff like that like yeah it's all like weird i pretty much just never threw anything away in my life ever and that's oh my and then I, now God. I have a room filled with stuff and stuff <laughs> being trucked from New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could hear the stress in my mind about that trip that's happening soon. Are you stressed that it's arriving or are you stressed that it's being moved? Uh, we moved when we moved from New York to California. It was pretty stressful. And I had a lot of collectibles then like now, like going back, like and getting the stragglers, like the stuff, the stuff that was like, oh, I'll come back and get this next month because there's not going to be a giant pandemic that stops that from happening. <laughs> um, so now I've had a storage unit for five years instead of two months. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and in the city, it is not cheap. I know from experience. Yeah, yeah. Manhattan <laughs> mini storage in, in New York City. If you want the fish biscuit machine from Lost, go yeah. check it out. But then you have to go to Manhattan mini storage, which yeah. nobody wants to do. <laughs> Who wants to, to go that far? Including me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they've been wonderful people. Don't mess with my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one I have one more question. Is there what's is there anything that's as big as the vending machine that you have? Or is no, that the that's biggest? the biggest stupidest thing I have. I mean, like I have a lot of like I got like I really like those hot toys from uh sideshow collectibles that like the the one six figures they make. They're they're really high end, they're fantastic. Um no, the Muppets are probably the biggest thing. Gonzo is my favorite. I got a nice perfect perfect gonzo that i i love with all my heart wow. <laughs> i look at it every day and every day i go i did not waste a single penny on that look at him he's beautiful so i thought that was a <laughs> gift no uh well, yes well uh that one was uh, uh, the, the first gonzo was <laughs> multiple you're the, out here rocking multiple gonzos the other, one, the other one i went like okay i want it like this i want him to be wearing this <laughs> what that, is he wearing I wanted like the original one, like the one like in the Argyle with the saddle shoes. I was a fan of that one. Oh, wait, it's like a full Gonzo. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I just, do you remember when the Muppets did that, that thing in FAO Schwartz? Mm-hmm. So I have one from that and I was like, I'm livid. I got my, my custom Muppet from FAO Schwartz cost a hundred dollars. Fancy. And now I'm like, oh no, there's such a world yeah. out there. <laughs> Yeah, I went to, I got on Saturday Night Live, my life's dream, and I did what every famous person does. I climbed the ladders of the underground puppet world. <laughs> all the way to the top, Bobby. All the I way have, to the top. I have a very, very distinct memory of my father before he passed away saying to me, because he was not a big SNL, like he was had no clue what SNL was. It didn't he he literally when I told him I got SNL, he goes, You got health insurance? Like he was that was it. He was psyched <laughs> I had a job. But 
he so he wasn't somebody who knew a lot about pop culture. And so this stuck with me. He said to me, he goes, hey, I saw that uh, Jason Sudeikis is dating that uh, Jennifer Aniston. Huh? And I go, I go, I don't know, maybe. And he goes, and you hang out with the Muppets. <laughs> but like, I was listen, like, yeah, yeah, that's I, what I'm I do. Sure <laughs> she's lovely, but Muppets win. Yeah, I'm sure she's great, but I'm gonzo every time. Sorry, yeah. Jim. Like, Friends had a bunch of humans on it. Who cares? <laughs> sure, oh they're all wonderful God. people. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I, I believe that you went to Pixar when you recorded for Monsters University. So this may not apply, but are there any other secret Disney spaces you've ever been to? Oh, yeah, that was a really cool thing. I think I went for both. I went for Monsters University and for um, Inside Out. Oh, yeah, because that was in the before times. Yeah, I went when I went for Inside Out, I they flew me and Paula Poundstone out to to record together because we were the forgetters in Inside Out. And that was like nuts. I got to do uh, I got like a whole tour of Pixar from Pete Doctor. And oh, wow. I got to. Yeah, and got to go uh, inside, you know, the you crawl in the duct, in the elevator duct. You, do you know about this thing at Pixar? Yes, I've only in, seen some of the secret stuff. It's but... in like Steve Jobs' old office or oh, something. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but I've heard I about it. I think it's like that or something, and like you climb in literally like a grate in the wall, and it's only this big and you have to get down on your hands and knees and crawl in. And like, I'm a big guy. I don't like doing that. And, <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you're inside an air conditioning duct and there's a couch and Christmas lights. And the entire thing is signed by like Barack Obama and like hundreds of people. I signed my name in between Barack Obama and Anthony Daniels. <laughs> Uh, with C-3PO. Um, but like it was just like this secret space, that little secret space that I think like they would hang out. And now it's like a thing that they show people on the tour. And like that was pretty, pretty crazy special, like seeing that and just that whole complex. Um, yeah, that was that was. Yeah, nuts. that's that's a, that's a deep cut. Yeah. That was a that was a crazy one. Um, I'm trying to think anything. I mean, like, did you ever go to like a Star Wars film set? No, when I was in London at the O2 doing the Muppets thing, I was supposed to go over to uh, um, the Dark Crystal set and uh, uh, I was on my way and they were like, today's not a good day. It's not going so great. When I was just like, I get it. I don't want to be there on the day where everyone's pissed off. I'll go tomorrow. And then I didn't get to go. But uh, um, but no, but uh, no, I've never been on a Star Wars set. Uh, no. I, came, I became friendly with Jet Lucas, George Lucas's son. Uh, he kind of he came over to me at Star Wars Celebration. I had just played his dad on SNL and he came over and I was like, oh, no. But he was really <laughs> cool about it. He was very funny about it. Um, and we've 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 spoken a couple times. Uh, I, 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 I got to go to I, I um, flew the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run with Jet Lucas. And that's crazy <laughs> that's cool yeah, yeah the fun. ride yeah yeah he's the best he's a he's a really uh wonderful dude oh my god um we 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 got to do like a couple little fun things together at disney like that was fun i got to go to club 33 with him and dave filoni once which was super and ben schwartz <laughs> weird weird night <laughs> I'm try now i'm just trying to remember my life in, in yeah. patches uh is that a is that a normal thing 
post SNL where people will walk up to you and you'll be like, oh, no, I'm going to have to pay for my crimes. Um, no, it's only happened a couple times and it's never fun. It's never, They're never fun. like I loved it. Well, like I, I like I played Nathan Lane and like I auditioned with a Nathan Lane like impression and like I heard he hates it. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I thought he was great. Uh, oh, no. The worst one ever was I played Rosie O'Donnell kind of against my will. And then I met Rosie. And the first thing she said was like, you're the and I was like, I'm so sorry. And she was so wonderful. Like she was like, I still to this day wish. Uh, uh, I just I think she's nice. And I wish I hadn't done that because it was just stupid. It's your, Susan job. Boyle. it's your job. I played Susan Boyle once. I don't think that woman deserved that either. <laughs> Oh, it's too good. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask you some lightning lane questions or just quick, quick little questions. Sure. Uh, what is your favorite and least favorite Disney ride? Um. Wow. Uh. I. I. Uh. Right now, my favorite Disney ride is Small World because uh, my daughter loves it. For some reason, when we go, she's like, "We have to do Small World." So now it's my. It's slowly becoming my favorite just because it makes me laugh. Um, least favorite? I don't know. I feel like I went on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the Incredicoaster, and that's just because there are no really bad rides. But I'm just an old man, and I went on the Incredicoaster recently, and like I was on a TV show with Holly Hunter, and I was like, "There's that's Holly's voice," and <laughs> yes. then like that was the only uh, pleasant thing about it. My body is old and does not need roller coasters anymore. But, but look at the ride. lengths you go to to be a supportive friend. Yeah, that yeah, that's why I was doing it. <laughs> Which I I have to say, justice for Mr. Mayor, it was amazing. Uh, were you, you the so reason much. there were so many Disney jokes? I thought you were about to say, were you the reason why it was canceled? Um, <laughs> God, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, no, no, I never had, I never had a say in that. I just said all the brilliant words they had. But uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't know. I'm not positive if they knew I was on DuckTales. There's like a DuckTales joke where I get super mad and or they're trying to get they're trying to get my character angry and they're like, just treat him like he's the person who canceled DuckTales. And I put my fist through a wall and I'm not positive they knew I was on DuckTales because I don't think they would do that. Like, I don't think they would be so self-referential. There were so many Disney jo jokes that at a certain point, oh, I'm yeah. like, is, is this Bobby? Like, <laughs> who's the Disney freak here? Um, I ended up like my character ended up doing a lot of stuff with the minions because I, I, cause we were, we worked at universal and it was during the pandemic. And I kept telling him, I'm like, please, please write a scene where I'm in the amusement park. It's closed. We have a closed amusement park and they did. And that's why in the last season, I'm talking to the minion in universal. I'm right in front of the secret life of pets ride because, uh, I was like, I want to go to Universal when it's closed. And I got to shoot there when it was closed. <laughs> oh, my God. You are just racking up like empty parks. No, what you do is just and once you once someone lets you in a door, just ask for crazy stuff. That's what I've learned. <laughs> well, definitely no one's asking for what you're asking for. Yeah. No one's desperate to shoot at Universal Studios Hollywood. <laughs> you're right. They were like, really? And I was like, yes, I want to talk to a minion in Universal. And then it happened. And I got very excited. <laughs> I can't believe that, like. We both have the same instinct, but mine is to like write little stories about it, and yours is to be in a television production with the minions. <laughs> I'm in the middle of writing a movie. <laughs> I'm in the middle of writing a movie currently, 
uh, about two people who get locked in Disney World just because I want to hang. I want to hang out in an mu- amusement park when it's closed. See, brilliant, That's it. <laughs> brilliant. If you could add one thing to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, like a specific ride, a restaurant, a store, an experience, what would you add? I mean, I just because I'm in a game about it, I would want my character's bar to fly in and land there but i i want to see like jabba's palace i've always wanted to just hang out in jabba's palace see a big jabba the hut puppet yeah i want to see jabba too that would be pretty sweet do you have a jabba up for you what size do you want (laughs) (laughs) what's the biggest what's the size of the biggest jabba you got i mean there's probably one about that big in the garage Uh, if you could reboot any Disney movie as a starring vehicle, we're talking like animated, live action, anything, could be Pixar, could be Star Wars, which movie would you reboot and what part would you play? Um, I mean, I would never do it, but if I, my dream would be to we're play- We're talking dreams. You can dream uh, big. Uh, to play Eddie Valiant in uh, Roger Rabbit would be my dream. But I want to play Figment. I want to be the voice of Figment and or or the the bearded magical guy. What was his name? <laughs> oh, Dreamfinder. Oh, Dreamfinder. Yeah, or him. Okay, I love that you said this because the last hidden Mickey we had on, uh, Andrew Barth Feldman. He's a Broadway actor. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He sure. has the same dream and is working on a script. So I feel like if you two teamed up, anything could happen. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that's wonderful. I I just want that character back. I always loved that character. Honestly, like you two would really have a good Dreamfinder figment like aesthetic. It would work. <laughs> I'm ready the vibe for it. is right. I'm ready for it. Oh my god, they got like, but the stuff you're mentioning is stuff they need to reboot. Oh yeah, I Roger Rabbit. I can't believe they haven't. I feel like well, it was it's dark. There's like guns and like ladies. Like there's a lot of like it's hard for kids. <laughs> Out of context, it's like, yeah, there's women in it. So what? But there's ladies. It's a lot of ladies. That was my nice way of saying Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not a 2022 type of character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last question. So obviously due to the nature of your work, you've met a lot of notable people. But who is the one person where if you saw them today, you'd still be starstruck? Wow, I feel like that happens a lot, and it always happens like in weird way. I I don't know. Oh gosh, that's a hard one, because I've met so many people now that like it it it. You start not to get like dead inside, <laughs> but you start to go like. Well, at SNL, it was like you know you were kind of instructed not to freak out like a fanboy, like you know what I mean. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. don't do that, and you learn that after a while. But then like Jim, I remember when Jim Carrey hosted like. I remember like I was I was like, oh, sweet, he's coming. But then when he was in the room, I was like, oh, my God, that's Jim Carrey. And he's acting like Jim Carrey. Like and it was pretty nuts, like pretty mind blowing to go like, oh, that guy who you've loved your whole life. And he's a real human and sitting right here. I made a fool of myself in front of George Lucas at the 40th anniversary. I like a child. I went up to him like a 15 year old and was like, hello, sir. My name is Bobby Moynihan. I'm a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Thank you for everything you've done. Can I have a picture? And he looked at me and was like, (laughs) fine. Um, But like now, I don't know. Like it's I, I have like weird things where it's like I saw a cast member from Big Brother, the reality show. And I was like, oh, my God. Like I freak out over that. And then 
like Spielberg walks by again and you're like, oh, what's up, man? Like, <laughs> like he was always around SNL. And I remember like being with a friend of mine from high school who came to SNL and Spielberg looked up, walked by and he was like, what's up, Bobby? And I was like, what's up, man? Because like because <laughs> like I've, I've met him a couple of times. Yeah. And just, it that's was that time was in job. passing. And yeah. then like that, that that's the weird part when you do that. When Paul McCartney goes, hey, Bobby, when he walks by and you go, huh? <laughs> you go, what? You know my name? Like, yeah, stuff like that. Wow. So no, no, no fringe character besides Big Brother cast. I, I freak out over like, yeah, people. Yeah, I freak out over mostly uh, reality stars. <laughs> I didn't know you were a reality guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was huge into Big Brother. That show just fascinates me. But yeah, I guess I'm into a lot of that stuff. Right Have you now. visited the house? The house. Uh, yeah, I've been in the house. I was on the show once. <laughs> you were on it. I hosted a chat. I did a CBS. Um, I did a sitcom called Me, Myself, and I for CBS. And one of the main reasons I did it because I was like, because I want to get on CBS a lot and see the Big Brother house. Uh, and I was on the show for five minutes and I was like, can I be on Big Brother? And they were like, sure, fine. And I got <laughs> yeah, to I don't think they get that request a lot. <laughs> no. Uh, and then they asked me to do Celebrity Big Brother and I keep turning them down because I'm like, no, I've been in the house. There's no way I'm going back in there. No way. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for this. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I will. Um, I don't know if you have a moment, but I will show you uh, everything if you want to see it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, 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 this is not your, this is not real. I'm like physically ill. Like, I, 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 I like, do I, do I cry? Do I scream? What? Give him his, that's a whole Fozzie. I never knew what the point of having money was. <laughs> that, that's my problem is that. And then those were all made from a friend. And then this is my office that I'm trying to build right now, which that's all he man. Oh and then, God. like, I have this is the room oh, of, yeah. of insanity, but this is my pride and joy. <gasps> <laughs> ah, it's like it's like I'm at a museum. Yeah, that's like that's the one that oh I. Oh my God, I, the little shoes. I this is my favorite thing that I own by far. Oh my God! Thank you so much for the tour and for no everything. Sir. This is crazy. <laughs> Bye, thank you. Such a pleasure. Carly, this is Sierra from Sacramento. So I just saw that Disneyland is bringing magic bands to the park. I have, unfortunately, never been to Disney World. It's going to happen one day. It's going to be magical, but it hasn't happened yet. So as a Disneyland fan and purist, whatever you want to call it, what is the theme to be changing at the parks as this gets implemented? Just from someone who has really no experience using magic bands, what does this actually mean for the park itself? All right. Thanks. Love the podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for this call. I am happy to explain everything about Magic Band Plus, which will be arriving at Disneyland Resort later this fall. Now, anybody who spends a lot of time at Walt Disney World is probably familiar with this, but stick around because there are some details in here you might want to hear. Now, there are multiple iterations of Magic Bands, multiple generations at this point, but we are only talking about Magic Band Plus, the newest version of these reusable, wearable, interactive wristbands. 
those are coming to Disneyland Resort. All of the other magic bands that some people might have in their homes from previous trips to Disney World, those will not work at Disneyland Resort when this kicks off. It is just the latest and greatest magic band plus. Now, when this starts, if you go to Disneyland Resort without a magic band plus, nothing changes for your visit. Things will be as normal. You can still use the app. You can still do whatever you prefer to use. However, the band has multiple functions that kind of makes it easier to enter different things like entering the parks or entering a lightning lane for when you have a return time, uh, either through Genie Plus or through individual lightning lane a la carte selections, a phrase I never thought I would memorize and say so frequently. So the real perk is that you can just kind of scan into things with a flick of a wrist instead of opening your app to the page. Again, very, it's not like that is that burdensome, but I'm, I like convenience and I like an accessory, so you can guess where I lie on this issue. <laughs> there are also special things that you can do with Magic Band Plus that you can't do otherwise, like Batu Bounty Hunters, which is a special interactive game in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on both coasts once this starts. And also, special features will be unlocked, or as Disney says, will come alive during nighttime spectaculars. These Magic Band Plus Pucks, the center of them, kind of if you were a watch where the actual time would show, those can illuminate different colors and will during nighttime shows. It's kind of noteworthy here, though, because they mention World of Color and Fantasmic, but there are two new nighttime shows coming to Disneyland Resort at the start of next year, which we talked about in our D23 Expo Parks panel discussions. So are they developing those shows in tandem with this to do something even funkier and more special during them? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not at all. Only time will tell. But it, if there are two new shows and there's this new product launching, odds are that it will hopefully have cooler effects during the newer shows than during the ones that already exist. Or just look cool for all of them, frankly, because ugh, I just like looking at stuff that glows up. <laughs> if, you're, if you like a glow cube like me, you know what I'm talking about. But Essentially, bottom line, what you will use a Magic Band Plus for is for easily scanning into theme park entry, linking to PhotoPass when you're taking a photo in the park or when you're getting one after the ride, and checking into Lightning Lane and Genie Plus reservations. The Disneyland app will still be used for multiple other things. Uh, This is according to my friend and colleague, Scott Gustin. It will still be used for hotel room entry, so they are not replacing all the locks on all the doors with this type of scan. Uh, It will still be used for parking redemption, magic key discounts, and charging to your resort hotel room. There are many more details and stipulations on Disneyland's website if you want to get more granular with it, but Essentially, the standard Magic Band, like we said, the old version, if you've ever gotten it at Walt Disney World, will not work at Disneyland. Only Magic Band Plus, the new version. But Magic Band Plus does work at Disneyland Resort and Walt Disney World Resort. So if you get one and you do ever go to Walt Disney World Resort in the future, you're good to go. You can just pack this and it'll instantly work. I mean, you have to like, you know, attach it to your account, but you know what I mean. Like, it'll work there. I shouldn't say instantly, considering how much time we all spend on my Disney experience, but you know what I mean, it's instantly, quote unquote. Magic Band Plus runs about 45 bucks with a design or 35 bucks for solid if you just have a solid color band. And at Disney World, there are discounts if you stay on property and buy one during your stay. But, uh, you know, they, they send them out before your stay as part of your reservation and you pay in advance and they tend to give you a discount. But since they have not officially launched at Disneyland, I 
cannot find out for sure if we will get a few bucks knocked off on our coast as well for on-site visits when you purchased a Magic Band Plus. I would hope so and assume so, but again, just going to put a pin in that until we can actually check it out once a hotel room reservation is booked. Either way, Magic Band Plus, totally optional. But if you're anything like me and are easily influenced by seeing everyone use them, you will probably wind up splurging on one. Or conversely, like me, you will find too many options to be overwhelming and you will buy a black magic band and wear that every single time you visit. Because <laughs> it's just easier. But I think I saw a Grogu one that I think has my heart. And there's a goofy magic band plus. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like once you start looking, you kind of, once you pop, you can't stop. So uh, just keep in mind, there are around 45 bucks each if you want a cute design and you might likely get suckered into one because I already am and haven't even bought one yet. <laughs> I hope this helps. If anyone has any other questions, let me know. If you have questions about other stuff like this from coast to coast and I'm only focusing on one, please call into the Churros hotline and let me know I'm happy to explain anything at any time. Thank you so much for this question and I hope I answered every Magic Band Plus detail. Hey, Carly, this is Alana in Texas. I listen weekly with my daughters, Hope and Carson. We had our first D23 experience, and it was amazing. Um, we actually saw you do a quick run-by as you were headed to your Duffy and Friends panel. Um, we were a little bummed on the last day when we didn't get passes to the parks panel, but we did get passes to one that was called Disney Character Voices, and it ended up being the last panel of the whole D23. We didn't really know what to expect, but we went anyway. We were completely blown away. Uh, it started out with Jim Cummings and his amazing voice talent and had so many really neat people that are voice actors, and it ended with a phenomenal performance of I'll Make a Man Out of You by Donny Osmond, which is one of the highlights of D23 for me. If you haven't got a chance to check it out on Instagram, there's lots of videos uh, floating around. But anyway, I love your show, and we love D23. Look forward to seeing you next time. Yes, you are absolutely right. The conversations with Disney Character Voices panel at D23 Expo is always a favorite. I'm almost sure they do it every year, or I'm sorry, every two years at every D23 Expo, as far as I remember in my memory. But I know that is always a fun one, because if you're anything like me, seeing someone in person do a voice that they do on screen or in the parks or anything like that really kind of melts your brain. It's a lot of fun. So if that at all interests you, I would definitely, definitely heed this advice and check it out. Uh, just Google conversations with Disney character voices and you'll get a lot of blogs covering it. You'll find it on YouTube or you can find it on social media. And please say hello to Hope and Carson. Hi, I'm so glad you had fun at D23 Expo and that you found a wonderful panel, even if you weren't at Parks Panel. See, it all sometimes kind of works out. That one is really, really fun. And if I did not have my own panel around that time, I absolutely would have been there. Thanks for calling. It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. Show!
thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to our latest and greatest hidden Mickey, Bobby Moynihan. Be sure to check out his new adorable children's book, Not All Sheep Are Boring. It is it is so great. And his animated series, which is not for children on YouTube, called Lightning Wolves. Uh, both are great, but definitely for a very different audience. You can find links to everything in the show notes of this episode. And while you're at it, watch Mr. Mayor. Yeah, it was canceled, but the show was great. It should have lived. And Bobby is so funny on it. You can rate, review, and follow Very Amusing on Apple Podcasts or rate and follow on Spotify. But really, just keep listening. That's all that really matters. Love having y'all here. You can give us a call and please do at 747churros. Send us a voice note to 747churros or email it to 747churros at gmail.com. I believe we will be doing a churros roundup episode possibly next week. So if you have a burning question, please get it as soon as possible so I can get back to you. We have updated the very amusing website. It happened. I did it. Can you believe I remembered? Oh my God. And we now have kids tees, infant tees, youth tees, all the way from six months up to youth XL, which is basically like a school uniform for uh, your children being a fan of this podcast. Uh, They come in yellow in some sizes, white in some sizes. That's purely because of availability. Um, I think there's still like supply issues supply chain issues, I guess, with youth tees. But regardless, it has the same puffy logo that we have on the regular adult merch. And they're very, very cute. And they're on the website. So I hope you check those out. You can follow me. Oh, duh. Uh, The website is very-amusing.com. Don't forget the URL, Carly. Whoops. Uh, You can follow this goofball who can't remember anything at Carly Weisel on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok, which I'm back back in a phase of not liking. But I might end up there one day. Who knows? And you can join the Fomaly at facebook.com slash groups slash Carly Wiesel. This episode was edited unquestionably by Jeff Fox. Thanks so much for listening. See you real soon. Hey, sweetie, it's mom. I'm in my car, so I'm parked. Don't worry. I just wanted to say I wanted to start out what a great episode this was, and you know how much I love Duffy. It was so good. I wish I was there. But I thank you to everybody who sent in pictures and videos so I was able to, at least in my mind, now hearing it, put it all together. But I owe you a huge apology. Last week I was saying, Carly, I think you sped me up. You did not. I looked today, and as soon as I went on my podcast, it, you know how they have like one, one and a quarter, one and a half? Well, it was way up there, and that's why it sounded so fast. So I messed up. I am totally sorry. Um, just wanted to say, this was so good. Daniel, Eva, Charlie, they were fabulous. You did a wonderful job hosting the panel. I'm so proud of you. I'm telling you, this you are so good. Um, I just wanted to say I haven't met Lily May. I don't even know her name. Lena, Lena Bell. Wow, I'm close. Um, Lena Bell, but I'm very excited to meet her. And I, what I got out of it are so many things. But the one thing that really stuck with me is when you're walking through the park, I always would hold it towards me. You turn it around so they can enjoy it, too. This is so cool. They have strollers. They have, this is so funny to me. Um, I just want to say, when we were in Vegas, yes, you are 100% accurate. 
you just borrowed, not borrow, I gave you money, and you would put it in and gamble like a dollar and put the rest in your pocket. I was on to you after a couple times. But, yes, absolutely. And for the record, people might not know what Michigas means, but for you and I, it means craziness. Uh, great podcast. I loved it, and I love you, and hopefully I will see you soon, which I have a feeling I am. Love you. Bye, honey.